Welcome to We Do Whatever It Takes. I'm Danny Ray. And I'm Kimberly. I'm a magician and a pastor. <laughs> and I'm an associate marriage and family therapist. Welcome back to We Do Whatever It Takes. I'm Danny Ray. And this is Kimberly. So I'm a magician and a pastor and... Uh, and a husband and a father. Oh, no, and no, a- <laughs> and I was saying, and you are. Uh, okay, okay, I wasn't sure if oh. we were just describing each other. What? And this is Kimberly, and I am an associate marriage and family therapist. And a mother and a businesswoman. <laughs> and a wife, and a- <laughs> and a- yeah. yeah, so we, uh, we've been married for 26 years, and we just have this mantra in our marriage of doing whatever it takes to create a great, thriving marriage to stay on the same page. Yes. And we want to encourage you to do the same. Yes. And so today, we are looking at uncomfortable conversations. Oh, I think both of us, I, I know for sure I'm a peacemaker. I'm not sure what you are, but <laughs> oh, you, wow. don't, you don't like having a, having a box that you're put in or being defined, I like right? to get out of boxes, you oh, know? that's true. That's the magician <laughs> part of you. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I will speak for myself on that. I know that as a peacemaker, I yeah. do not love the difficult conversations. However, I know that it's way more beneficial to have those and have them up front and not wait too long on those way more beneficial than doing it like like having it eat at you or or concern you or just keep worrying about like oh i wish they would stop this or i wish you know i want to tell them but i can't or blah 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 you know those yeah, kinds of things yeah that goes are, back to that principle of like staying on the same page daily if there's yes. something that's bothering you and it's just like in your head and you get more frustrated maybe possibly bitter yep. and more time passes instead of like when that comes up, go, you know what? I need to address this and have this uncomfortable conversation. And sometimes there's patterns. Like I know for the last, Caroline's 17 years old. Mm -hmm. So for the last 17 years old, I've performed at the Magic Castle. And for those of you who don't know, it's the premier magic club in the world. There's magicians from all around the world that will perform there on any given week. And there's roughly 500 magicians from around the world that will audition every month to get into the rooms to perform. And Mm -hmm. so it's always an honor to be there, but it's performing for your peers. Like there's the best in the field that are literally five feet away from me when I'm performing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is crazy to have people that have, you know, seen their shows, read their books, you know, all that type of stuff. And so there's a lot of pressure on me Mm -hmm. and I want to create the best show that I've ever done and create something that's brand new that nobody's ever seen. But sometimes that puts undue pressure on the family. Hmm. And I'm sometimes <laughs> unaware of that. You want to speak into that? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how long it took for me to kind of figure out that that was a pattern. So it wasn't necessarily that I was um, holding back on that or... Uh, I think it just took a few years to to go, okay, wait a minute, this is a pattern. This is something every year. Um, you're not okay with just doing the show you did last time. And you always want to challenge yourself. And, and those yeah. are admirable qualities I do love about you. And at the same time, it took a difficult conversation. And probably each time when you sign on because they like to throw something at you like at the magic castle and say, Hey, well, can you come up with a whole new show? And we want you to do some kind of alien theme with it. And like, 
What? <laughs> Do it in character. Yeah, no, they've done a few curveballs, which are, are fun and challenging. You and love it and you love the process. challenge. Yeah. yeah. But it's also been like, hey, wait a minute. I've seen this. I've seen this before. This is not my first rodeo. And here's how it affects the family. And so we have sat down kind of several times about this, each time um, being a little bit different because our right. circumstances are different. And we've talked it out and gone, okay. Um, but it really comes from, I think it requires both of you to come from a humble position. Right. And being okay to receive that can be difficult, right? Um, hearing that, okay, this is hard. We, we talk about with that is prepping the other person to receive yes. it well. Mm-hmm. What does that look like when we do that? I I know for you, you'll come to me and say, look, I um, I love, for keeping to this example, this is sure. just one of many examples for sure. us, but you know, you would come to me and say, like, I 100% support you doing the Magic Castle. I yep. really want you to succeed there. I want it to be the best show ever. I want to mm-hmm. have everything. But I also want to talk to you about how we could create the best family situation. Let me, and this is, I guess, the the key that you'll try to um, help me to understand. Let me show you what this looks like from the family's perspective mm. or from my perspective. Mm. Mm. And, and then you'll, you know, you might talk about, like, you know, if you're missing dinner, you know, because you're practicing or developing something or, you know, you're missing out on, you know, time that could be with the family, you know, is it possible mm-hmm. to get up early? Is it possible, you know, come up with scenarios that work for the whole family. And and then we, we talk about that. And that helps me to be less defensive instead yeah. of you coming in and going like, you know, every time you do the magic castle, you, yeah. you it's like, so some of those rules of engagement, yeah. right. Are, are, we're not using the never and always statements. Right. You never, you always, right. We're not using those when we have those deep conversations or difficult conversations. And so that's one of the rules of engagement. Another would be the, um, the, the I statements we're using I right. statements. We're not pointing the finger and saying, Hey, you always go into this crazy mode of coming up with magic. No, I, I'll explain from my standpoint. And like you said, from the family standpoint, Hey, this is how it affects us. And so I'm not blaming or shaming you in that conversation, right? At least that's not the goal. It doesn't mean you always hear it that way, but most of the time, at least this far along in in our marriage. Another one we'll do is is to talk about win-win is what's it look like for this to be a win for me to... A win-win. I heard (laughs) win-win. I was like, what's a win-win? Got it. Sorry. (laughs) Why, why? (laughs) You have to have a win-win, a how-how, a (laughs) why-why. All right. A win-win where everybody wins. Got it. (laughs) W-I-N instead of a win-lose. Got it. Like if I... If I win, I'm like, greatest show ever. And you're like, yeah, but, but the family suffered. Right. We're not on the same page. We're disconnected. All those are actually a lose-lose. Yeah. And so, so we look at how can we create a win-win situation? Like, what's a win for the family? What's a win for the castle? And, and that and involves compromise. Right. And I always want to win with the family. It's not like I'm like, oh. Right. You know? um, and so to me, if I... You know, career-wise, if, you know, I'm able to do these things on television and travel and yet my family suffers, that, to me, that's not what it's about is. And for those of you who don't know, like the part of where, and this is a separate conversation, but 
my biological father took off when I was about four or five years old. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he hurt me more than any other person without ever saying a word through his absence. Mm -hmm. And so one of the key components of our relationship and of my relationship with my children is to be present. Yeah. And that's just paramount to me is I want to be present in every way. So I think when you're aware of things that I'm not being present in, you try to bring that to my attention because that's one of my core values for our family. For sure. Yeah. No, you do great at that. So I know that that's your heart too, yeah, yeah. is to be part of the family. So that also makes those conversations uh, sometimes more difficult and sometimes less difficult because it's at least if I acknowledge that in the conversation and say, look, you and I both know that you put the family first all the time. And, you know, so if I at least acknowledge that, I think that's helpful for you to hear, hey, how can we work this out so that how can we set us up, like you said, for a win-win? I think that's that principle of the the sandwich of, uh, you know, if you have something that's uncomfortable to share, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, to um, share healthy things on each side of that of saying, I love that you are here for the family. I love that you're present with the family. I love, yeah. you know, and giving those statements of, of positive, it's difficult when you have, you know, and, or yeah, it's difficult when I, have. yeah, there it yeah, is. That, yeah. When that, I feel left out or I yeah, feel, yeah. yeah. I yeah. was, I was going to say, wait, I just used a you statement, but yeah, is um, shifting that to, to say, um, to make the I statements and, mm -hmm. and sometimes the, the family statements. And that sandwich effect. So you're saying like, uh, when you have to say something, not so great or uncomfortable. You put that in the middle between two positive statements. Yeah. Is that what you're, yeah. Yeah. That is, I I've heard that in uh, like business world too. Right. And yeah. Is it, it's helpful world. is in, it's not to avoid the uncomfortable. It's to set them up for success in that conversation is, yeah. is you're not saying this is who you are. No, you're, you're great at these things. I, I want to address this thing though. So. Right. Right. So, we started this with, you need to set up a good time to have that conversation. And probably the best way to describe that is to remember all of the things that don't work well when you want to discuss something. So it's probably for us, we should not be hungry or hangry when we're discussing something that's a difficult conversation, right? We want to set this up for success for both of us. So we don't want to be hungry or hangry. We want to... um for us at night is probably not the best time. And for me, it kind of is. I'd rather just start talking at night and that's my best time and your best time is the morning. So our little joke or the way you remind me that, hey, this isn't a great time to talk about it because you're fading, you're getting tired at night. And you say, you know what? This would be great. We'll, I'll wake you up at 4 a.m. and we'll, we'll have a little chat. And I go, oh, yeah, that's a great reminder that this is not a good time for you. And 4 a.m. will not be a good time for me either. So we have yeah. to really kind of schedule those times um, and figure out a time that works best for both of us with that, yeah, an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, I'm thinking about people that might have a much heavier topic to bring okay. up, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like we're talking about, you know, uh, time away from the family that, or- And how to it, schedule that and yeah, how to like yeah, that's, make up uh, That's for one it. thing. But what if they have something that's much more difficult hmm. to bring up and talk about? Do these same principles apply? Are there other things that you would say? Yeah, I think let's say it's some type of 
secret or something that they haven't shared before and they okay. want to share it with their spouse, they're finally like, I've got to get this off my chest. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think I want to give examples of that right now, but, uh, okay, but I think we can all can think, think of, something. yeah, yeah we, we can think of something that might be difficult to share with the spouse. Right, right. That maybe you're embarrassed about or, um, yeah. Or something you've done wrong or something. Yeah. Which yeah, there's a, can be a embarrassing. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. So something you've done wrong or, um, <clears throat> so we all have that cause we're all human. And I think a big part of that is remembering what it's like to be on. So if you're the, that I'm going to use the active listener, if you're the one supposed to be okay. active listening and the other person is the one bringing it to you as the listener, you need to remember how difficult that is. That, that your spouse is coming to you hat in hand, so to yeah, speak, and the saying, humbleness that that takes. Yeah. And they might not even be bringing it in a great way, yeah. right? They may not have scheduled a perfect time. They may not have, um, maybe they just feel like they have to blurt it out because they, they just can't keep it in anymore. And, and maybe they come at you with the reason, you know, a bunch of reasons why, it was okay that they did this thing or looked at this thing or, you know, whatever. Um, but really trying to hear, I think the listener's job is hearing the heart in that and remembering the person as a whole. Right. Like, are they always like this? Or are they trying to share one incident, one thing that's been going on and that they're struggling with? So I think that's a big part is is really hearing that heart and remembering who that person is standing in front of you. Um, and, and how hard it is for them to share. And then if you're not a safe place for them to share, well, they're not going to share again. Right. So that's a huge part of it is being the one going, okay, I'm going to hear them out and I'm not going to say anything yet. I'm not going to listen to respond. I'm going to listen to validate and hear what they're saying and, and sometimes even interpret it and go, okay. I think I hear what you're saying. Are you telling me that this is what happened? And, you know. Repeating back what they said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Making sure, clarifying if necessary. Right. I think also remembering that we all screw up. You know, it's so easy to get mad at the person coming to you and saying, can't believe you did this. And at the same time, there's a part of you that needs to remember you've screwed up too, right? Like if you come to me with something, I'm like, dang it. Yeah, I might be really upset. But there's a huge part of me that has to remember I've done bad stuff too, right? I've done stuff that hasn't been helpful or has been hurtful. Um, so it's it's that team approach still. Um, yeah, that's what I have for you on. Uh, that's, yeah, the whole act of listening is, is crucial. And then I think for the person going in to have that conversation mm-hmm. is not to go in with answers, but hmm. to go in with more questions. So what I mean by that is, so... Let's say whatever you've screwed up, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I think the the humility of going in and saying, "Hey, I messed this up. This is where I'm at." Super but just hard. going in and saying, uh, "And so I'm going to do this, and I'm going to we're going to do this uh, together. We're going to do this." Is like let let them sit with that yes. and talk about possible solutions together to move forward. But I think sometimes it's easy for the other person to get defensive. Like I've seen that, and that doesn't work. Why don't we try something different this time? Mm. And so I don't think 
always coming in with answers is the right way, but I think in humility is just coming in with more questions and answers. And together, as a couple, you decide on what would be the best way to move forward. I like that. I like that. Because as the person who's made the mistake or, or poor choices or whatever, right. you've been sitting with this for a while, for how, how, however long that was. Um, you've had the chance to process it and think about it and figure out, okay, this was a bad choice, and you're bringing it to to your spouse. Well, they need that opportunity too, right, to sit with that, and maybe they need to even take a time out in the in the moment and be like, okay, I'm not ready to respond to this. I need to process it. Um, there's a healthy way to do that by saying those words, like, okay, thank you for for letting me know. I really need to walk away for a little bit. Um, so you have to say it and not just walk away. If you're if you're just turning and going, that's not uh, not helpful. And um, but if you're going to say, I need a timeout, but then the person who calls the timeout is also the one that needs to come back and say, okay, I'm ready to talk. And in a reasonable amount of time, you know, a month is not a reasonable Correct. amount of time, uh, regardless of the situation. Like you need to take steps to let them know like, Hey, uh, this is step one of me responding very little. So if it takes a month, you know, there's still, um, small steps leading up to that month instead of just a month of silence, you know, that could be very difficult on a relationship. Very. And so one of the things I'll, I'll say to this is the power of forgiveness Mm. is the person listening to that and absorbing that and hurt by that power you have in forgiving your spouse and them experiencing what forgiveness and grace is like is transformative. And we have to decide what story we're going to live. Mm -hmm. And I want to be a person that is living out the the power of forgiveness um, in, in giving that freely. And that's not an easy thing for us to give to one another. But you know, it says that we are to forgive the same way that Christ forgave us. Mm-hmm. And the way he's forgiven us is way before we ever asked. Mm-hmm. You know, the way he's forgiven us is completely. Mm-hmm. The way he's forgiven us is when we were at our worst. And so what's that look like to do that for our spouse? And not keeping a record of yeah, our wrongs, not right? keeping a, We shouldn't mm-hmm. talk about that on the future. <laughs> um, that might be a, a great idea to unpack First Corinthians and some other things about Perfect. the mm-hmm. um, power of forgiveness. But for now... I think we've given you a lot, and we want to just wrap this up with there is great opportunity um, for you to have difficult conversations, Mm. for you to have a stronger relationship. It's not just, oh, have a difficult conversation. It's um, painful. Mm. The the goal isn't to – it's to move to the other side of the pain where there's a a closeness and a um, tight-knit relationship because you're not afraid to have uncomfortable comfortable conversations. And it's in that that you grow and you become the person that God's designed you to be. For sure. The more of those that you can work through, the outcome is definitely a stronger relationship, a stronger marriage. And that's what we want. We want you to do whatever it takes to create a stronger relationship. So this is Kim and Danny with We Do Whatever It Takes.